Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are the Hairy Bakers. I'm Sam. And I'm Dave. And we're here to help you, not just in your lives, but in the kitchen too. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you need all the help you can get. Because when you're cooking, which is why Dave and I use Meter, the wireless meat thermometer, it's simple to use. So you just stick it in whatever you're cooking and read the temperature on the app. Yeah, and your Sunday roast is an expensive investment, and this way you'll get it perfect, and that's how it works. You can see the temperature on your phone while it's cooking, so you're leaving nothing to chance. And it's not just for the oven, it works on your barbecue, frying pan, and air fryer. Meter gives you the confidence to cook like a professional. Oh, yes, it does. And as Meter are sponsoring the Agony Uncles podcast, thank you very much, Meter. We've done a deal with them, and you get twenty percent off anything in the Meter range. It's easy to get you twenty percent off. I mean, that's a fifth. That's a lot. Just go to Meter.com. That's M-E-A-T-E-R dot com, and use the code Hairy Twenty uh, to get your twenty percent off the Meter product you think would help you the most. It's a great deal for a great product. So what's not to love? And um, both me and Dave really do use them. Mm. So go and have a look at the shop online and use Harry 20 to get your money off ski. Right. Now let's get on with the Agony Uncles, which is proudly sponsored by Mita, helping you to eat better forever. Oh, yes. Imposing the problems today. It's the master of mm, marvellousness, Mr. Mark Jeeves. <laughs> oh, beautifully, beautifully done. Yes. Hello, everybody. And uh, fantastic to uh, see you all again. And goodness me, have we had a bulging post bag this week. So uh, I hope you've got your, your, your caring heads on your shoulders today. That's all I can say. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. Sai's not as caring today. Come on, Sai. <laughs> I try, I try. <laughs> <laughs> and here she is. The woman, well, she watches Upstairs, Downstairs and thought it was a documentary about her life. It's Posh Tash. <laughs> Morning. Nice soft furnishings. Yeah, yes, nice. thank you very much. This is my nicer living. It's my more posh living them of all. Actually, the, what you can't see in vision is I made a lamp couple of years ago for my birthday and it's actually a, a, a metallic torso of a woman naked woman into a lamp so it all looks very posh from here but if I turn it around it's slightly more hedonistic <laughs> yeah, but isn't it funny her, her idea of a homemade lamp is a metallic torso up north the biggest thing was when matches rosé came out oh. you remember that rosé in a bottle and we get it covered in cement and seashells and turn it into a lamp yeah. my auntie pat was particularly good at that. Yes, you see. You see, yes. also as well would we'll be saying there's this naked posh bird that we've got this, we've just nicked from some public building. <laughs> <laughs> that was made into this lamp. <laughs> I'm right. leaving you the posh version of you today. Ah, good, good. Right, guys, uh, Dave, let's get solving, mate. Play that jingle. Bing bong! Cashier number five. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 
bikers, here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best. In today's Dispatches of Despair, Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave and Poshtash, you're going to be pontificating on these problems. We have the pastry pasty problem. We have the food lover's nightmare. We have the errant brother. And we have next door neighbour Nookie unsurprisingly in confidential corner but we're going to start with the pasty pastry problem and this comes from Sonia who says dear uncle Si and uncle Dave I've tried a few times to make your Cornish pasties they look lush on the website Uh, I'm sure if you go to have a look at the website hairybikers.com then Barry will have put the Cornish pasty recipe up there it says however I don't have a food processor like your recipe says so I try and mix my own pastry by hand and it's always disastrous it just cracks and falls to bits I can't afford a food processor so any help please on how to do your pastry by hand so I can have a lovely homemade pasty thank you Sonia over to you well simon has a phrase that is very useful in times like this and it's some people are born with what he calls pastry hands over to you mr king pastry hands i got them yes not postage but pastry hands not with nails like that she hasn't the pastry hands are, are, are hands that are cold because you need cold hands to make pastry you see the alternative is you could stick them in the freezer for 20 minutes but other than that and that might hurt so let's not go there so yes, it's pastry hands or cold hands, as opposed to strangler's hands or bread hands. Yeah, but the thing is, what you can do is, if you don't, if you're not possessed, and Jesus haven't given you pastry hands, no, or, or your God of choice, um, is to actually just you you chill the pastry down before you roll it out, and it should stop it cracking. Because obviously, what happens is the pastry contains fat. The fat warms up with your hands, so therefore it goes crumbly. You put the pastry into the fridge just to chill it down before you use it. That fat will therefore set a little bit more solid, which enables the rolling out, so you don't go mad. And you know what? If you're fed up with it, just buy shop-bought pastry. And for a pasty, you know, if you like puff pastry, uh, puff pastry is brilliant, and actually short crust isn't bad. But good short crust pastry, and actually, you know... Lard pastry is great. If you make a short crust with lard, it's so crumbly and fructile. Um, it, it's lovely. I wonder if anyone's ever invented pastry gloves. You know, you can get every contraption for anything nowadays. You could get extra cold gloves. You know, you can get hand warmers. Maybe you should invent hairy biker pastry gloves that have got like a, a cold tip to them. So when you do the no, pastry... No, no, no. We sell no. cheap food processors online. That's a far better option. Then <laughs> no. one hand's never... Get, you know, whiz, bang, wallet, press a button, ball of pastry appears. Still chill that down, though, don't we, mate? Yeah, we do, mate. Is she actually our management? It's <laughs> a worry, isn't it, really? Isn't it? It's a bit of a yes. worry, yes. Just saying, Tash. You didn't say I was good at cooking. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, well, it was it was the other member of the management team. We would go around to her house for dinner, and guess who ends up cooking dinner? Nicola Ibsen, you know who you are, and you know who the two invited guests were. Us. <laughs> yes. Either that, or she'd get a sister around to do the cooking when she had a dinner party. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. And I bet she invites, she's very social, I bet she invites everyone all the time, just the people, only the people who can cook. She never right, invites anybody who can't cook. She never invites anybody that all her mates can cook. Other than yeah. her, so she never cooks anything. No, the sister's a brilliant cook. The father was a fishmonger, you know. You think she'd have picked something up? Oh yeah, fishmonger from Liverpool. Apparently, he came once with a bear, didn't he, or something, into the yeah, fish yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said bear meat was the next big thing. 
So yeah. yeah, but anyway, we better not talk about that because I don't no, think no, no, not that the advocators. No. What I will, um, what I will talk about though is I did. I think I, I sent a picture to you both. I should put it onto your Harry Biker socials. I did cook your ginger nuts last Friday, and they is were. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on, hold on. Ginger oh, nuts, they were great, delicious. Yeah, they're good ginger nuts, them aren't they? Yeah, they are actually, nice, actually. It Honestly. was a very bougie way that you did it. I saw it on social media, and it was very like, oh, little mm. flick of flour across the page. I saw well, all that. No, that was my messy cooking. <laughs> that was no, it was. It was. It, it had the, the whiff of Mary Berry to it. it I must definitely admit. Did, yeah. Well, no, no, it's good. Pastry's brilliant. I mean, like my auntie Marion, she made the worst. I've said this before on here. You know, when I was a kid, I was sitting there having Auntie Marion's, Marion's blackberry apple tart. And my cousin Tony, who was her son, and I just eat it, you know, because I was a fat kid. And um, that, that's not that we're plumpest, but I was rather round. And anyway, my cousin Tony just went, Mother, why is it your pastry's like cricket pads? It was. But um, that, that was Tony, really. But she never got the knack. All those years couldn't make pastry. Um, but, but where I go to, there's like a, a farm shop near with a deli. And the pies, the homemade pies from the pot pies to the short crust pies, the chicken mm. and mushroom pies are epic. And I said to the butcher, I mean, Paul, I said, what's your secret for the pastry? He said, come with me. And in a room at the back, near a small kitchen, well, shed at the back, was this lady who was a certain age. And she was there making the pies. And, um, and as she said, the secret that she did, it was just like years of experience. And she used a quantity of lard in her pastry. And, but... It's stunning, you know. It was just having that knack and and feeling for it, really. I tell you what, I could I could do the short cross one. I haven't done it for a while. I do buy shop bought now, but I have to say that the, um, is it the puff one where you have to fold in the sheets of butter and keep going, and that's the one that I just I always goes wrong for me. There's absolutely nothing better than puff pastry like that because I've done it a couple of times yeah, and it is made. a faff on, but good yeah. grief, it's so beautiful. It's a real cheats way of making puff pastry is you've got your like your basically short crust pastry mix you put your block of butter in a freezer exactly. yeah and what yeah. you do is you get a cheese grater and you grate the frozen butter and yeah. basically just got chippings of butter you mix that into your pastry roll it out so wherever you get a bubble of butter you will get a puff you know and yeah. that's a simple way but actually you know i think as well as with shop-bought puff pastry if you buy the old butter yeah um rough puff pastry that's better again you need to look at the labels and mm. you know the more you pay it's worthwhile paying for a good one but shop-bought is pretty decent really but short crust it depends what you're making really i still think for savory pies put a bit of lard in i probably would do for the pasties although it probably doesn't say that on the on the recipe but short crust is it's easy to make isn't it so there you go sonia there's no shame in using shop bought stuff or put your hands in the freezer but not for very long <laughs> food makes, makes everything better we're gonna stick with food for our next one because this is called the food lover's nightmare we need one female and one male name for this so uncle Sai, a female name please and uncle dave a male name oh uh, audrey audrey hey nice name and bradley Audrey, this comes from Audrey, who says, Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave, and Natasha. Which is oh, very no, no, no. Oh. Only my mother does that when she's cross. That's <laughs> the only time that happens. Do you remember, do you remember wheel tappers and shunters that used to be oh, on the telly, Kingy? There yeah. used to be a stripper at the end. Called Natasha? Natasha, yeah. Wow. And they used to go, oh, no, Natasha, no. And that, that stuck with me all these years. Oh, <laughs> oh. 
I used to steal. My dad used to just before used to tantalise me till the very thirty seconds mm. before, and like you know, uh, Colin, what's his name on the wheel tappers and shunters club? Colin Crompton. Colin Crompton. Ding 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 ding, the wheel, ding ding ding. And then he'd announce the stripper, and my dad mm. would go, "Right, you bed." I was like, "Hey, you <laughs> just let us stay up right until we see girls' boobs." What? But Natasha's now? always had erotic overtones. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, oh. That's, that's perfect for my lamp behind then. Yeah. <laughs> so you got your Natasha in the end. I yeah. did, darling. Yeah, but not naked, sadly. <laughs> And you never will, just to get that out there. <laughs> Honestly, she's no fun, you know. She's not. Well, Audrey has written here to uh, our two hairy chums and stripper. How do I, a foodie, live with someone who I love but is not interested in food at all? You see, we moved in together in January. It's all been lovely <sighs> apart from our food differences. You see, as soon as I wake up, I'm wondering what to have for dinner. Yeah. That's every day. Bradley, though, well, let's just say that sometimes when he comes home, I ask him what he's had for lunch and he won't be able to tell me. He'll then remember that he forgot to have lunch or he'll have had a crisp bread or a glass of water. He's the sort of person who can open a packet of biscuits, have one from the top, then put the packet back in the cupboard and then forget we even have any biscuits, whereas I have food literally calling me from the kitchen. Recently, I set up the slow cooker before I went to work. All day at work, I was thinking of dinner. Those lovely succulent cuts of beef, the thick gravy and the vegetables. Mm. I couldn't wait to get mm. home and open that front door to breathe in that wonderful smell. When I did open the door, nothing. Despite me telling him that morning about our dinner plans, he had unplugged the slow cooker to charge his phone and then gone to work. When I hit the roof, he suggested he could microwave me a potato. Is there any hope? Asks Audrey. Over to you. I'd put his balls in the microwave. (laughs) No, no, No. Audrey. No, Audrey. Dump him. Straight (laughs) out of the window. Gone. Don't mess about. Don't mess about. Don't try and make this work. First of all, he's got amnesia. And second of all, he doesn't like food. That's not a that's not a recipe made in heaven. Well, especially if you, you if you love food, I can really feel for Audrey because, say, si, you know, we both wake up thinking what we're having for tea, look forward to it, you know. And I want to admit, I have some, I have some dilemmas of my own, some problems with my wife with this. You see, <laughs> sometimes I feel as though I'm taken for granted on the food front, uh. and I'll say to her, you know, because I'll, I'll work out, and and she, because she's got used to it now. The food's there with some degree of care. Let's yeah. just sit down and eat it. And I'll be like, so? You know, and I'll go, hmm, consumer feedback is important, you know. <laughs> and then she'll get the ump with me, say, what, what, I'm eating it? And I'm thinking, no, no, sometimes you're just like your dad. A dad was like that. But certain things like on the culinary front that annoy me, it's like, I do make exception good Yorkshire puddings. My mother's recipe, they're, they're, they're fabulous. She won't have gravy on a Yorkshire puddings. What? And like yesterday, I did a Sunday roast with this lovely rolled sirloin. So the gravy was epic. Yeah. You know, my Yorkshires were, they were like, they were so light. They were like angel's breath. Anyway, yeah. Yorkshires, no gravy. She won't eat gravy. Do you know uh, what, Dave? Can I just say that she's eating your food and she probably finds your Yorkshire pudding delicious, but everyone's got their way of eating on when it, the food is on their plate and she may enjoy your gravy separately to your Yorkshire pudding. Oh, no. No, 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 no. 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 She ate two or three Yorkshire puddings yeah. with no gravy. And no I, gravy. I just, uh, you know, I know it's, it's a cultural thing, but yeah. but there again, I want to press my culture, which is correct. Because okay. you have to have gravy on Yorkshire puddings. Well, yeah. Yeah, is, is it? 
is that really it? I don't, I, because I don't either. I'm with Lil. I, I have my gravy over my meat and my vegetables, and my Yorkshire stays se- separately. Oh, what? No. Pervert. Yeah. <laughs> well, my Yorkshire's a hollow on the inside. You this fill is them where up. the gravy goes. You fill them up. Fill it up. Exactly. A perfect receptacle for gravy. Yeah. yeah. But things like that. And she doesn't like pies. <gasps> no, so I, no, because she doesn't like pastry, which is strange because they don't have a pie culture to grow up with. I understand oh, yeah. there's some things you do grow up with that you like or dislike. But, you know, it's, it's kind of sometimes a dilemma um, with, with one's partner. Yeah, I agree. I have, I have a situation where um, my husband's actually quite patronising about it. He can't cook, therefore, and, but loves food. And he's so engrossed in the food. So I had this opposite problem just to borrow Sonia, where I go out for a meal and he loves the food so much that he can hardly talk to me. So I think eating out is sharing an experience and chatting yeah, and, and, and discussing the food you like, which is why this poor lady is now having such trouble. She's got no one to sit and enjoy her passion with. But I sit there and I want to have a conversation and he, and he won't talk. And then he stops and goes, oh, that was one of my top 10 meals. Love that. And he, it, for him, it was about the food. And for me, it was about the company and the experience. And then when we come home and I cook, I'm very lucky. He's always very grateful for what I cook and he's always delicious and thank you ever so much. Don't get me wrong. But then he's, he'll, he'll price them. He'll go, oh, that was a 20 That was that. I don't need to go out anymore for that. And he, he gives me grades of prices for what I've cooked. Oh, Lord, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. That's good. But there again, when you go to a restaurant, you know, if he's, if he's enjoying it, does he really want you wittering in his ear all the time? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that would do my head in too. Um, Oh, there is some social interaction when we're having dinner, though, isn't there? I mean, you know, if you're out for a portion. Well, I've eaten more meals with you than anybody else, Simon. I want to admit we're very compatible. We are. Yeah. You're the best dinner guest I ever have. Oh, well, 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 vice versa, you see. Mostly, mostly, we're the only one. Yeah, yeah, but there again, you see, what we cook for each other is generally quite stunning, I must admit. Oh, yes, that is But then when we go out to a restaurant, though, you know, we, we... well, we talk about everything, but we eat and yeah. uh, and we talk the food. Yeah, no, it's so easy. F- yeah. food, food is social lubrication, isn't it? It's, it's, exactly, it's exactly. a jelly of culture. It is. And that's the thing, you see. Maybe your husband, Tash, just needs a little bit of more, a slightly better socialising, socialisation. You know, maybe you can send him on a course. <laughs> do you know what I ask him to do? He goes out for lovely with his work. He goes out for lovely meals sometimes, and I always want to know what he ate. If he's been, you know, he's been taken to a wonderful restaurant, or he's. Yes. And I always go, "What did you eat?" And it really frustrates me. We now have it as a joke, but he goes, "Oh, I don't know. It was some, it was some kind of meat with a sauce," and it drives me insane. I'm like, "Tell me oh, what was the what? sauce? What was the menu? What was the flavour? That kind of stuff does excite me." So I like, yeah, but I, mean, I love that. He can't do it. But then you said he's a foodie, so he should be able to translate it. He just likes eating it. He really just enjoys flavours, but he loves his food. But, yeah, he just can't articulate it. It's funny, it's funny that, isn't it? Because if you love food and it's an interest and, and, and you really genuinely that much like mm. eating it, you kind of... Should know I want to know. I just mm. I just want to know what the crack was and who, you know, uh, wow. Yeah, it's different. It's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? Yeah, I think the problem is, obviously, for Bradley, uh, sorry, for Audrey, food is a hobby. And, uh, yeah. and a passion rather than sustenance you know it, it's it's interesting you know like i mean i i sometimes can i suppose i suppose i'm a bit of a pain really because I, I do want a 21 gun salute when i get it right and bring it to the table <laughs> and she just wants a dinner but like to eat out we, we do have a lovely time you know and it's 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 a great adventure as, as well 
It's, it's odd, isn't it? Because the thing is that there are only two types of people in the world, aren't there? People that live to eat, i.e. Audrey, and people that eat to live, i.e. Bradley. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a third type now, Kingy. What's it's the most that can't afford to eat. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't afford to eat. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. I also and think I, it's a shame for poor old Audrey, though, that he can't appreciate for her, even if he doesn't want to enjoy it. He could have left that slow cooker on. He could have just, let her enjoy it. That's just plain rude, not thinking about her. Never mind yeah, the stomach. I, it's just, I, as a person, that's rude, I think. I yes. think it is. And I just think that if there are, if there is that sort of fundamental fracture of existences where do you go from there because yeah. that, that fundamental base element and and foundation of any relationship is you've got to have that's a massive one not to have in common do yeah. you know what i mean yeah it's passion isn't it uh, yeah the only time you really share something outside the bedroom let's say you really share a com you sit down and you can discuss it, it forces you to sit down eating, doesn't it, and food, and it forces you to be in front of each other. And I just think that's a real shame if they haven't got that come together at the end of the evening to, to create that moment. Um, yeah, I think it's a real shame. He's almost like an opposite of a feeder, isn't he? He's almost yeah. a starver. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Well, Audrey, Audrey's got to, two choices, really. I suppose she either doesn't put up with it, or is there any way that she can actually share her interest with Bradley explain how she feels but surely because she's interested in food i suspect the food's really good you know mm. and like she, the way she describes that slow cooked beef dish then surely bradley must enjoy it and appreciate what's being done for him i, I think the only way that audrey's going to be able to share her passion and the food together is by throwing it at bradley <laughs> i think that's the only sharing that's going to go on i think it's a shame though yeah, if you're not going to eat it, wear it. Yeah, yeah. It's in the dog. Or buy a dog. Yeah. Yeah, but then, of course, all that work's gone to nothing and now I'm just going to feel dreadful. Yeah. So I'll go back to my original point, dump them out, <laughs> out of the highest window. Well, there we go. Sai has spoken. And, Audrey, we wait to hear whether or not you you push him out. Of, no, no, we don't want to know if you push him we out. Don't, of don't, don't, don't we don't want to know that. Me. We don't want to know that. No, it's absolutely fine. But thank you for getting in touch. And now at this point in the Harry Bikers, uh, uh, or Agony Uncles, we have uh, something new, uh, which we're going to do every week, which is we're going to go for a break. We'll be back in a minute. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. Our next problem is called the Errant Brother. And uh, it is short and sweet. We need a male. I, I, I've got a name, but I'm going to change it. I wonder who I could ask for a male No, name. don't. Not today. I wonder who I can ask. Tash. I'm ready. I'm ready. Is it male or female? Ma male. I'm going to go Daniel. Don't know where that came Dan from. Dan? Where did Daniel come from? Oh. No? Uh, Dan. Okay, this comes from Dan. Short and sweet. <laughs> Dear fellas and the posh one. My my brother was on his uppers a few years ago and I lent him a grand to help get him through. Now he runs a really successful plumbing company and is loaded, driving the flash cars always on holiday, but he's never once offered me the money back and it winds me up every time I see him. 
Should I ask for it back? Yes. Daniel. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's that then. There we are. Short in and short out. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you ask for it back? It's an um, interest. Yeah. And just, yeah. and just, you just need to remind them. Just say, here, kid, listen, I'm a bit skint. Any chance you could give us that grant back I lent you 22 years ago and now you've, you know, I can't even afford the wheel on your posh BMW. Can you, any chance? Mind you, Simon, this may be an opportune time to remind you that in 1992, <laughs> when yeah. you sold me that, um, that, that Honda CBR 750. Nice bike. I gave you a thousand pounds. It was yeah. not, Mark. It oh. was not. Oh. I was well and truly ripped off and cooked by oh. this young Geordie with a, you know, with, with, a, with a charming oh. attitude. Anyway, I paid him a thousand pounds for it. I went off up to the Highlands. And anyway, it was a bag of nails and, and I, I phoned him up and he had to admit that it wasn't really as described. And um, <laughs> so I, I said, well, you'll have the bike back, can I have my money back? Well, he'd spent half of it. So he gave me 500 pounds back, came up in a van, which he'd borrowed or yeah. stolen with some friends. <laughs> Stolen's probably quite clearer than that. <laughs> but, but I still haven't had that £500 balance back, really. I know in many, many other ways, Simon, you've given me more than money can describe. But, you know, for 30 years now, it's 500 quid. Is that a bit... Well, it's been invested worth now, now. But, you know, the, the still is, you know, in cold hard cash. But honestly, when I asked him, he said... Oh, well, I've had to buy shoes for the bands and my gas bill come in. It was like a Lindisfarne record, which, which is still 500 quid. But, you know, I, I do remind him, like, publicly many, many times. <laughs> yeah. But, but now it's, I probably had more mileage out of not getting the money back than I have if I had got the money back. <laughs> and to be fair, dude, because I nicked the van, it was, it was either 500 quid and my kneecap's still in place or, you know, the, yeah, anyway, it was a long story, but, yeah. That's where it went. It went, went, went to save me legs. You got friendship. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's a price. Yeah, his his words were this. I said, Kingy, you know, I, you know, I, I love you dearly, but you know, the the bike itself, and I think you know it. It really wasn't as described. And he went, it was shiny. <laughs> yes, as I'm there, I'm, I'm there in the Highland Bypass, really, before the age of mobile phones, stuck with this bag of nails. And that was just your girlfriend at the time. <laughs> she wasn't my girlfriend for long because she got a lift back to Glasgow and I've never seen her again. I knew you shouldn't have gone out with her, I told you. I, was, I didn't even got to go out with her. I just took her a lift on the back of the motorbike and that was it, boom. <laughs> You know, it's quite ballsy, size selling that to you. If you sell that to a friend, what would you do to somebody you don't know? I wasn't really his friend then, I was an acquaintance. Oh, but the friendship good. actually actually seemed to spawn. Well, it was that week we started cooking, wasn't it? It was, was yeah. Yeah, but, you know, because oh. like, being a Geordie, he didn't just come up on his own in the van. He came up with, like, four friends <laughs> and um, <laughs> stayed for a week, which, which we parted and caroused and... We did? Um, and cooked, and that's that's when we started, really. So by then, and, and the bike went back in the van with the said Geordies, <laughs> once, the, once the seats were taken out the minibus. <laughs> <laughs> <We> had... <laughs> and that's how the hairy bikers really started. Yeah, I like the story. It started with 500 quid. Yeah, it started fundamentally, yeah. Each yeah. member as well, is, there was one day, we all went out for a hike. Uh, we were all about my little place in the Highlands. It was a flat above an antique shop. It was oh. it was lovely home. You know, I got divorced. I made it my own. It was nice. It was anyway, lovely. We, 
My my ex-wife had made peach schnapps for some well, reason. Mm. Well, it may have been. But anyway, we Kiki said, I'm all right. I can forget the hike. So he stayed in and we all went out walking and we've still got photos of this hiking around the, the cliffs around, around, you know, uh, around the coast. And we come back and he's flat out, isn't he? What he thought was like pop turned out to be a demijohn of peach snaps, which he'd consumed about three pints. <laughs> <laughs> and he was still there lying in front of the fire in his hobnail boots and his underpants, absolutely <laughs> laddered. I knew then, I knew then he was the brother for me. Uh, you see, you see. And I think that was the night that was late in my own thoughts and nearly had to go to hospital. That wasn't nice either. I've got pictures of that as well. Yes. Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, the human Vesuvius. Oh, God. We didn't have much money, but we had a good time. Hey, yeah. we did. We had no, Dave. We had no. 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 Except the human flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get a bit closer? I'm, 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 get a bit closer. Get a bit closer. Why? I need to light the fire. <laughs> Was that good, actually? Oh, I need a no. new underpants. Oh, my God. Mark, that... and I, um, Mark and I were just having a little, a little chat, going, I've never been in a situation where I've needed or wanted or been asked to light my fart. No, no, not me. Not me. No, 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 nobody asked Simon to light his farts. But I remember <laughs> on, on, on the stage show... I think it was the first tour we did. We actually showed these pictures. Do you remember? I do. Yeah, it was quite extraordinary. It was a, it was a private glimpse of our past. Yes. Mm. And the, the thing is, there was, there was two young ladies who used to work with me on the Cookson's, Nadia and Jill, who were both young, blonde and terribly attractive. And what was the irony was, they're sitting either side of him whilst he's... No. ...got his legs behind uh, yeah. his ears. No. Letting rip. Yeah. Sigh, 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 no. Oh, man. Why? Is this Geordie chat up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's, don't ask him about that. There's a couple of lines I remember. Oh, God. We, couldn't re we couldn't repeat on no, this. Oh, worse no. than lighting farts. Yeah, yes. What's the matter with you two? Why haven't you ever tried to light your bone pump? Because it's dangerous. You might, my, my entire testicles might explode. Well, your entire testicles are just one of them. No. You never know. You might get lucky. All four of them. <laughs> I remember reading that, that news story about there was a woman and, and she blew off next to a gas fire and her tights caught light, really badly burned. Oh, Nylons went up. Oh, my God. Ooh. I like them blue boxer shorts, to be fair, and there were scorch, scorch marks on them and, and I couldn't get them out. So I thought... Yeah, you said they were scorch marks. They didn't look like scorch marks. <laughs> well, they were. I think, I think the northern phrase is skiddies. <laughs> it was definitely not a skid. No, it could have been, actually, to be fair. Now, somehow, it was the pressure you were putting. Anyway. So, what, so, what, somehow we, we managed to we get... We digress. We got from, yes. should I ask my brother for a grand back, to this place. I don't know how we got there, but let's No, I come, don't, actually, to be fair. Let's come all the way back, and we should go. Uh, should Daniel ask for his grand back? Posh Tash. Yes. Uh, Uncle Dave. Almost definitely. Uncle Si. Absolutely. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email. Just send an email. To the agony uncles. It's time to head to Confidential Corner. This is called The Next Door Nookie. And we need Ooh. one male and one female name. One male, one female. Uncle Dave, male. Uncle Si, female, please. Barry. Barry. And, uh,. Uh, you don't think of our website uh, producer, by the way, Barry, who is also called Barry, while you're listening to this problem. Uh, I, um, oh, what about um, <clears throat> Nicola? 
Nick <gasps> Barry and Barry and Nicola. So the names Audrey. of the names of our manager and of our website producer. But they're nothing to do with this. Although, dear Uncle Si, Uncle David, <laughs> Posh Tash, says Barry, I'm 23. I've lived in the same house all my life. Next door to us lives Nicola. She's always lived there and I've known her all my life too. She's 52 now. She's never married. She has a reputation, though, for being a bit wild. My parents have moaned in the past about her parties, but I've always liked her. A week ago, I went to one of these parties. I stayed there till everyone had gone as I helped tidy up. We were both a bit tipsy. And, well, somehow we ended up in bed. And I had the most amazing, wonderful experience ever. She was so incredible. <sighs> she was away the following day, but the day after that, I went round to see her and it was as though nothing had happened. I actually ended up sweeping her driveway to get the leaves up. When I went round the next day, she was a bit irritated that I'd turned up again, so I just said, look, I'm sorry, I thought we had something going, and I'd like to see you a bit more. She looked at me and said, Barry, it was only a shag. I'm really confused now. I really like her, and I thought we had something good. Do I need to let it go? Yes. Barry, over to you. Yes, Barry. She's 52. She was wild. You're 23 and trying to find the weight of yourself, as my brother would say. So just take the experience for what it is and let it go, dude. It was an experience. You had a great time. Let it go. And I think he probably did masses for her ego. Thought, brilliant. Great night for me. Well done, me. Look, I got a 23-year-old and then woke up and said, well, that's unrealistic. Great. And yeah. It's a huge perk, isn't it, that um, that, that he's, he's, you know, he's, he's been pleasured by an older lady and that she's not the one that wants more. She's quite happy with a lot. Yeah. Well, I think it's rather lovely, actually. He sounds a really nice fellow, that mm. he's, he's not taking it like that. And he obviously hasn't... Age, well, age has no boundaries to passion, does it, really? No. But what maybe she should have done is Yeah, she should have said maybe... This is brilliant, this is fun, but maybe it's just one night. Maybe she could have said it a bit sooner so he didn't get his hopes up. Well, no, I mean, it's a bit of a passion killer, isn't it, really? She, you know, especially, you know, when you, you game on and everything, it sounds fabulous. Um, but anyway, you know, you can always go around and sweep a drive. It's not a euphemism. Um, you know, whenever you want, son. You know, go around for a cup of tea, be your best mate. And obviously, you, 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 you know, you, you could end up being, what's that phrase? A friend with buddy. benefits. Oh. What did you say, What Tash? did you say, Tash? Is it a fuck buddy? <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Yes. <laughs> oh, God, you're so hamstered. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we are. Oh, um, Tash. No. Well, sorry, but that's essentially, I mean, I reckon she's had an ego boost. He's got a notch on the bedpost now. Brilliant. He's learnt a few things off someone older woman. I, I worry, though, Dave, by you recommending go around, have a cup of tea, sweep her leaves, so to speak, I do feel that he'll, he'll always have his hopes up. He'll always think it's going to happen and she won't be his friend or she'll use him. He'll never move on and meet someone properly in his age group because he'll get caught up. So I kind of feel leave it, you know, Christmas cards, you know, a bit of a wave over the fence panels in the morning. But I think he should leave it at that. Yeah, he's 23, he'll get over it, won't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think you might be reading a bit too much into it, Tash. But, uh, you know, 23 and a f- great smashing experience. But sunshine, move on. Yeah. You can try the other neighbour. <laughs> That's a 78-year-old man with a whippet. <laughs> so, Barry, it sounds as though you've had a lovely time, Barry. Yeah, yeah, Barry's, yeah. Barry's you know, Barry's had a lovely time. Nicholas had a lovely time. Nicholas yeah. happy. Barry's happy. He's just wanting a bit more and Nicholas gone sod off. It's yeah. all right. 
know, well, it, it, the fact he wants a bit more, he, he shows that um, it's nice for Nicola to know that, that um, he hasn't thought of her as, oh, good grief, she's so old and all this bollocks. He's, he's obviously had a thoroughly fabulous time. I think it's easily reconciled. And um, yeah. they can carry on being good neighbours and the, uh, the, they will not wink now and again of knowingness will go between the two of them. That's how I'd like to see it happen. Yeah. 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 Same here. Because everybody here. wants Barry and Nicola to live together happily ever after. Oh, yeah. on the various terms. Yes. 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 Lovely. Lovely advice. Thank you very much. And I still can't be thinking of Barry and Nicola that we work with, really. <laughs> That's what's in my head as well. I'd like to. Naughty, stop it right there. Yeah, good grief. That'd be hilarious. If, if your life's in a mess, then the email address is theagonyuncles at theherrybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to us on the Agony Uncles podcast, which is sponsored today by Meter. Now, now Meter, it's a wireless meat thermometer. It's, it's the best you can get. You stick it in your food while it's cooking, then use the meter up on your phone to see how the food's doing. It also advises you on the resting times, everything. We love it. And as they're our sponsor for the podcast, we've done you a favour, because as one of our listeners, you can get meter for a massive 20% off. It is an exclusive offer for Agony Uncles listeners. It's easy to get to get it off, as as our last listener well knows. Uh, it's twenty percent off. Just to go, just go to meter.com, which is spelled M E A T E R, and use the code Hairy Twenty to get twenty percent off anything in the meter range. So go on, you know what you want to do, and while you do that, let me remind you that there'll be a new episode of The Agony Uncles every Friday. So please remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us to make sure you don't miss a single episode. So, from Posh Tash. Bye. The Thin White Duke. Goodbye. And lovingly from us, bye-bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.